Hi, Aaron. <clears throat> can you hear me okay? Yep, I can hear you. Okay, good. Can you see the, you can see the chat, right? Yeah, I can see it, yep. Okay. Yep. Hi, Bam Bam. Hello, and welcome to the Dina J podcast. I am DJ Dina J, your friend, coming to you from the Mile High City, Colorful, Colorado. Thank you so much for joining the show today. You're all the best if you're listening on the download. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hit that follow button so you can join us live sometime. I'm here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 745 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, and I have the best people in the chat. Hi, BP. Good morning. I hope everybody's having a good morning. Good Friday. Friday, I should say. <laughs> All right. I know Aaron has a lot to talk about today. So we are going to get at it. Turn this down. All right, so today is Friday, September 22nd. Um, here in Denver, gosh, it's all of a sudden it just like changed so quickly. It's um 47, um, clear, sunny skies, no rain in the forecast. They said for the next couple of days, probably around 81. Um, today, uh, let's see, welcome. Q-K-T-U-D-Y-J-H. Good to have you. Um, for my friends, well, my family in on Welland, Ontario, Canada, um, it's also a little cooler, 57 and sunny. Expect sunny skies, TJ, as you're out there tearing up the ground, um, doing his little videos. He's so cute. I love him. Um, the high of 75. Beautiful skies today for you. For my friend BP, um, out there in Ellis, Pennsylvania, 57 and sunny, um, sunny skies for you today with high of 77. And for my beautiful friend in um, Arizona, um, first Tucson, 69 and clear, expecting sunny skies. Sunny skies your way, high of 95. And for um, Phoenix, 74 and cloudy, expecting. Sunny skies, high of 95. Um, so yeah, you guys are under 100 now. Yay! <laughs> That's so much better. Gosh, I can't believe I falls. Like, is it already fall, y'all? Did fall, y'all already happen, or is it like the next couple days? Well, I don't know. Fall, y'all is already here. Um, so we're gonna start with a little encouragement on um, today. The word I have today is on. Um, you know, I always do stuff because I need it for me. So, and then the word is trigger, um, an event or circumstance um, that is a cause of, of a particular action, process, or situation. Um, and the quote I have, heal your heart so that you can stop living at the mercy of your triggers. I love that. Um, and that's by loving me after we. <laughs> who wrote that. Um, and when I wrote a little bit about triggers, it happens to all of us. 
you're having a great day and then something happens or someone says something and you get triggered. First, let me start by explaining what a trigger is. A trigger can be anything, um, a traumatic experience, um, childhood wounds um, that create an irrational emotional response. Hi, Mike. Um, so, an emotional response. So, do you know what triggers you? Um, once you understand what or who triggers you and identify those triggers in your life, we are maturing and learning about ourselves in that process. If we stepped back and looked at the people who trigger us to feel a negative emotion as messengers, okay, hear me out here, hear me out, um, it can change the future of the trigger. Yes, if we think about that person, um, that person might be a complete asshole, excuse my language, they might be a complete twerk, but when we think of them as just the messenger, and I'm using air quotes here, the messenger, the trigger of something that lives deep inside of us, and that when we look back and we would call that the event that we might have not completely dealt with or healed from, then we can step back from the anger and examine what needs to be done in order to heal. Remember, um, you have to get outside of the jar in order to read the label. If you just avoid your triggers, you will not heal. Healing only happens when you are able to move through the pain, notice the pattern and the story, and decide to move your way to a different ending. An ending without a specific trigger having power over you anymore. So, and you can move on with your life. So, I believe in you. You got this. I'm working on these things too. So, I have triggers just like everybody else. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, we are going to. Uh, what are you doing, Aaron? What's that? Oh, let's see. I'm going to invite Tuttles up here. Let me see if I can turn you up. Now speak. Can you hear me now? Yes, it's um, it has to go over here. So I have a joke for the day for you, and it has to do with sports. Okay. Do you know where football players go to buy new uniforms? No. New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother! I didn't even get a laugh. <laughs> I'm laughing. <laughs> I know you are. I get a no brother from him. <laughs> Gosh, Aaron. <laughs> so, uh, what'd you say? Uh, actually, it's saw like a Dan Orlowski who works on a ESPN. Uh huh. He, he told a joke on a ESPN like in the mornings. Like uh, his joke was, "Why does a squirrel swim on its back?" Why? Because he doesn't want his nuts to get wet. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, Aaron, do you yes. want to start by going over um, the WWE? Can I ask Aaron a quick question before we yeah, get to the right ahead. Part, uh, yeah. part, part of it? Sure. Hey, uh, Aaron. Yes. How, uh, how often do you wear that llama head? Um, Not very often, but... It kind of reminds me of like I had cracked up when I first saw it come when I pulled it out of the box, but well, we videotaped. Of, uh, 
<laughs> Do you know who Lee Corso is? Actually, no, sorry. Uh, he's on college game day and he's known for putting on the mascot head at the end of the, uh, at the end of the show. Cause he makes his picks that way. Like he picks the, <laughs> he puts on the mat, literally the mascot head of the team that he believes is going to win. Oh, so that's that's what he it, it kind of reminds me of. Oh, well, maybe you need to put it on while you're watching WWE or something. Um, here's well, a, see, the situation is I do know from, you know, conversations with you and your mom and all that stuff that you really do like mascots and you guys have been doing a lot to support the Lamas. Yes, so I was like, I just randomly was at this store and I found the Lama mascot costume head so i was just like oh my god that is so <laughs> perfect for aaron so yeah it is perfect it's sitting right up above his desk right yeah. on a little shelf right above where he awesome. sits his big yeah. head uh-huh. like, like i said to your mom i said it's a one-of-a-kind gift i really do not hope that the male, the male. loses it because oh, those yeah, things are made shame they're not mass produced. It's like literally I'm somebody just made that for a specific mascot. You know what I mean? So it's like irreplaceable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, the problem that we've been having with mail and, um, and then with the name, I was leaving notes every day. I was leaving notes and I was telling them, please, 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 you know, make sure. So yeah. Crazy. Well, I wanted to say, I have to that- mute. I, I have somebody knocking at my front door. Okay. I'll be back up in a second. Okay. No problem. Um, while he's doing that, BP has a joke. What do clouds wear under their shorts? I think it said thunderwear. Thunderwear. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Um, well, you know what? We'll wait for him to come back. And while while he's um, well, he might want to hear this too. I yeah. I know because um, I was going to play uh, a video that I have of Coach Prime that I want to play before you. Oh Start yeah, because um, CU has that big uh, game tomorrow this afternoon against, I believe, 10th ranked Oregon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's supposed to be at one thirty. It's going to be on ABC as well, so it's going to be like yeah. a nationally <clears throat> televised game, and I'm excited for it. Yeah, I heard that um, they're practicing. CU is practicing while um, they play Oregon's song theme song whatever i don't know what you call it like their fighting the, song i guess fight song whatever, i guess i know like i did each yeah universe yeah each university has like their own Ashish, like, welcome like their own song, song they play by their own because like in the stands you'll see like people with drums or like horns or that kind of stuff right yeah. right they said that they're practicing while while that song is playing super super loud to get them prepared for the game at you know away at yeah, their you know, tomorrow yeah. exactly so yeah. they said why are they practicing playing that song and he's like he always has a reason for what he does you know what i mean he has a reason for the way that he coaches and it's um it's pretty amazing yeah i, I don't want to play the. i want to wait until he well wait until um bam bam comes back um but we were were you going to talk about you were going to talk about them right yeah, I mean, they've won against uh, Colorado State in double overtime in that mm-hmm. one game that was on very late because yeah. I tried to stay up as much as I could to watch that game, but I just well, like, fell asleep by the end of the – I just went to bed by the end of the third quarter, and then Lewis told me that the game went into double overtime, and I was like, what, really? Yeah, it was an exciting game. In fact, that's what he's talking about. He's talking about how 
he's not talking about how he's different than any other coaches. I'm saying he's different than other coaches are. I don't know. He seems like, and he talks about how he learns about each player. I'm just going to play it here. Um, here's the clip. What have you seen just believing in somebody due to their confidence? It uplifts them and it motivates them. We had an instance on the sideline this last game with Jimmy was having a horrific game. He's a receiver, Jimmy Horn. And I said, Jimmy, you're a dog. We're from Florida, man. And guess what? Pop is at the crib and he's incarcerated watching you right now. And he wants to clap in front of all his different inmates because he believes in his son. Oh, yes, we're going to make Pop proud tonight. That's what we're going to do because his son is a dog. Now you go out there and show the world who you are. He went and caught the touchdown, the game time touchdown. Just speaking life into Jimmy and understanding where he was. I've been there because I sympathize and empathize with him and I know his background and his situation. So I'm able to pull that intangible out of him that I connect to him in a pivotal time like that. I think that's awesome. Um, was that from the uh, 60 Minutes interview or something? From like I don't know if that girl is from, um, I don't know if she's from, uh, what have you seen? It's she's bleachers bleachers report. It says, Oh, okay. Cause I remember when I was watching the Bronco game, like last Sunday, they were, uh, like from time to time, they'll show like, who's going to be on that news program that CBS has called 60 minutes and coach prime was going to be on there. Yeah, he's been on yeah. a lot of different things, you know, because he's he's CU. It's a big thing right now, him being there. But oh, yeah. what I like so much about him is just that him taking the time to learn about each of the players and know what they're going through and know the struggles that they, you know, they're all men. And a lot of times men, you know, they don't talk about what they're going through in life and what might be distracting them from what they need to get done. And he knows because he takes the time to listen to them and to understand where they're at and to, you know, like he said, he's been there before. I don't know his story. I don't know if he's been incarcerated or somebody in his family has been incarcerated, but he was able to help him. He was able to motivate him and he cut caught the, um, the touchdown so i mean i think it's great i think he's yeah, a great coach too. i applaud him because there's not a, i mean there's not a, i mean that's just like in in business too you don't have a lot of bosses that really are out there and care about you hi d so yeah i love that i love him so i'm gonna keep finding good encouraging things from him because he motivates me i'm like dang i need him like call me up and say okay dina here's your daily motivation <laughs> that'd be awesome <laughs> i know right yeah so yeah so i'm excited for the game uh for tomorrow at 1 30 like i said against oregon yeah, it's going to be a big yep. one because they're they're good, but you know we'll we'll see. They'll it'll be good. It'll be good. Yep. Happy's welcome. All right, so we'll wait for WWE. Why don't you go on? Um, do you have more college football to talk about? Yep. Um, I watched uh, number fourteen LSU beat Mississippi State forty-one to fourteen. Mm -hmm. Number twenty North Carolina beat Minnesota thirty-one to thirteen. Okay. And then before the Colorado Colorado State game. I watched uh, number 11, Tennessee, uh, lose to Florida 29 to 16. I'm usually, um, since I'm playing like that college pick em thing from ESPN, mm -hmm. I'm just usually watching like the games that I 
like the teams that I picked that week to kind of just like flip between the channels to see how they're doing. Gotcha. Yeah. And um, I think this past week I got six out of 10, correct. Well, it's not bad. I don't know how to do that. But... No, it's not bad. I mean, the first week, the first week I got seven out of 10. That's good. Last week was like eight out of 10. Cause I only got two wrong. And then okay. this past week, six out of six out of 10. So I'm hoping that I could get more than six correct this week, but we'll see. Cause sometimes college football can be a little unpredictable. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. As we were saying, so mm-hmm. well, you're learning, so that's good. Yeah. At least you're watching it. So just keep practicing. You'll get it. Absolutely. All right. So NFL football Broncos, yeah, what Broncos is going are... on with them at the last minute each time? It seems like, yeah, it, I mean, when I saw Wilson, Russell Wilson threw like a 50 yard Hail Mary to almost tie the game. I was like, Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? And then they had to go for two to try to send it into overtime. And of course, um, the referees missed like, and there was an obvious pass interference call that was like right there. They didn't see it. And the game was over. Ugh, dang. And it just seems like nine consecutive games that Denver has lost with leading at the half. I know. And it just, doesn't it just seem like it's at the last minute, Yancey? It's like they're doing so well. And then it's all of a sudden it's like, well, let's just give it up. <laughs> it's like they just don't yeah, follow offense, through. I don't know. Yeah, but the offense was good in the first half. But then once the second half got going, it was just like the offense fell asleep at the wheel. Yeah, something. Yeah, it's like, what is going on? And this is their second or third regular season game. Uh, this was their second one against the Commanders. Their okay. third one is this Sunday on the road against the Miami Dolphins. Okay. And the Dolphins beat uh, the Patriots back on Sunday Night Football, uh, twenty-four to seventeen. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Are they are they a pretty good team? Yeah, the Dolphins are two and zero right now. Oh dang. <laughs> Yeah. Come on, Broncos. <laughs> Get with and it. The other ones I watched, uh, the Chiefs beat the Jaguars 17 to 9. Mm-hmm. And then the Falcons surprisingly beat the Packers 25 to 24. Oh. What does Tuya, Tuya, Tuya mean, BP? <laughs> Tua. That's his that's the quarterback's that name. Oh, okay. All right. Thanks, Tua Tagavaloa. I think okay. His full name, yeah. All right. Gotcha. He used to be the quarterback at the University of Alabama. Oh, all right. So he's um, Alabama hasn't been doing that well, but uh, compared no, to how they I used mean, they used to win all the time. Yeah, they're kind of struggling this year. I mean, they lost a tough one to. I know they lost a tough one to Texas. And I think they're playing Old Miss this weekend. I think on Saturday. mm Hmm. I'm pretty sure. Now, are they the Roll Tides? Roll Tide? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. The Crimson Tide, yep. Okay. I didn't know if they were the Roll Tide or the other ones. They they get crazy out there for their, oh, yeah, their for, college oh, yeah, sports. Sure. They are, like, insane. They let off fireworks and these... <laughs> every, every house is decorated. It's crazy. I've never seen it like that for college. Yeah. Not around here. All right, so um, <clears throat> football, NFL, are you done with that? Yeah, I got two more. 
I watched the two Monday Night Football games from this past this earlier this week. It was the Saints mm-hmm. and the Panthers. Saints won twenty to seventeen, and then the Steelers played the Browns, and the Steelers won twenty six to twenty two. And the Browns were just wearing just like the most awful uniforms I've ever seen. Like they're I know you were trying to describe it to me, and there's no brown in the Browns no, uniform. In their uniforms, it was like white helmets and white jerseys. They looked like marshmallows running around on the football field. <laughs> best to describe now, it, you know. Who's Nick Nick Chubb? Is he on the Broncos? No, he's uh, the running back for the Cleveland Browns. Okay, yeah, on the Broncos. We don't need another injury. Yeah, you. I know. Well, the Browns. You would think that they would have some brown. They used to look like the brown, like the UPS drivers, because they yeah, were that's all brown. What basically, what their jerseys look like. They look like they could be UPS drivers. That, but now they're all white with yeah, orange. It was like orange. You said alternate uniform or something. I don't know what, but it was just it was just weird looking. You kind of wonder sometimes who picked it. You know, sometimes I understand they, I don't know, is it for a special reason? You know, like sometimes they do the breast cancer or for like a new uniform for the, uh, for the, um, um, Dean says they have several jerseys. Like the, the, um, Broncos, for instance, like I know two games this upcoming season, they'll have those special those white helmets with the old school letter D and the horse on them. Yeah. Yeah. I think they called it like snow cap or something. I believe it was something like that now. And yeah. they're only wearing that a couple times. Yeah. I think, like, um, that's why I'm twice this year. I'm wondering if these all white Brown uniforms, um, you know, weren't for something special. Yeah. It was just like, yeah, but the Browns, <laughs> those, you uni- Brown's uniforms were just, it was just you didn't strange like them. to just watch the football game and just see them playing in those uniforms because <laughs> they're used to wearing like a shade of brown in their uniform, yeah. their helmet and jersey, but not like a white, white all over or whatever. You weren't used to it. You didn't like it. Well, no, maybe you'll I see next like time like, what they wear. What are they wearing? <laughs> Let me see if I can find out something. Go ahead. Yep, and then that's all the NFL I watched this week. And then, of course, I watched the – it was the start of the WNBA playoffs. And their first round just wrapped up uh, last, I believe, back on Tuesday. Yeah. And so the first one was game one between the Mystics and the Liberty. Liberty won 90-75. And then – the Dallas Wings versus Atlanta Dream Game won. The Dallas Wings won 94 to 82. And then Game Two, the Aces won 72 to 92 to 70, and they're advancing to the uh, semifinals of the uh, WNBA playoffs. And then the Lynx forced a Game Three, and I watched mm-hmm. that one yesterday. The Connecticut Sun won ninety to seventy five, so the Sun are onto the semifinals. The Dallas Wings beat the Atlanta Dream in Game Two, one hundred and one to seventy four, so they're onto the semifinals. And lastly, the New York Liberty uh, 
beat the Washington Mystics 90 to 85 in overtime to advance. Okay. Now I just found out, I, I looked it up while you were chatting Um, the brands uniforms. Okay. They're, they're wearing it. It says that it's the new, they're donning their new helmet with all white uniforms as they prepare to face off. Okay. That was the Pittsburgh Steelers. It says they are dialing it back to 1946 with the uniforms debuting a white helmet and going along with throwback uniforms that they previously donned during the 2021 season. The, the color scheme of all white was last used in 1946, and they have now worn white helmets since 1952. The Browns are one of four teams who wore th throwback uniforms in week two, joining the Chicago Bears, Atlanta Falcons, and New England Patriots. Yeah, the Patriots wore their, wore their throwback uniforms in that Sunday night game against the Dolphins. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. That's why they yeah. are wearing white. Now you know. <laughs> I know. You still like brown, but that's okay. There's a little bit of brown in it. Well, yeah, with the stripes and everything, but mm -hmm. like I a just, little I don't think they need to wear lightning. those Cleveland Brown whites uniforms anymore. <laughs> They're just All weird. Right. Send them a complaint letter, Aaron. <laughs> you know what my complaint would be? Just 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 to say that to them, I would just say to them just like just put a dog logo on your helmet for crying out loud. Come on. <laughs> like, it's just boring to see. Oh, yeah, because you said the shade of brown. It's just like the dog is their mascot. Yeah. Like, or one the of dog, their mascots. Their so mascot. they're the ones yeah, that have two dog on the helmet and then you'll be good to go. Thanks, the You're welcome. Um, Now, are they the ones that you were telling me had a dog and an elf? Yeah, I think his name is. Br I think I. Pretty sure his name is Brownie. Brownie the Elf? Brownie the Elf or something like that, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, maybe they can't decide which one to put on their uniform, so. Well, they like I said, they that. had like a big uh, picture of Brownie the Elf running with a football on the football field, like painted on the grass. Huh. I bet he's cute. All right, Aaron. So you want to tell us about your um, WWE experience? This experience for me was the cool, one of the coolest experiences I've ever been, ever experienced in my life, to be honest. Yeah. And, that, and Luke said the same thing. It was. Go ahead, Aaron. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, no, Lewis yeah, said the same thing. Ever been. You just. <laughs> where. Oh my goodness. Go ahead. Finish. Yeah. My favorite Aaron. part of the whole thing was. Oh, oh, oh. What? There we go. I lost my oh. connection somehow. Now you can hear me again. You couldn't hear me. Okay. I was talking about wrestling with you guys. <laughs> oh yeah. No, we couldn't hear you at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. Lewis was saying the same thing that he's never been to even, he goes to the Bronco games and all of that. He's never Broncos, been to one avalanche nuggets that has been so, they're so loud and every, the fans are so into it. Well, see, Aaron, I got a question for you. Now, all these dirt sheet writers say the WWE pipes in the child crew. Chow, the crowd chants and stuff like that. Now that you've been there live, is it really as loud as it looks like it is on TV? I would say so a little bit. Yeah, no, Lewis said it's it's 
it is crazy loud. He said he's never been to anything that's been that loud ever. Well, that's awesome because, like I said, it's just a bunch of – there's always going to be haters, right? So there's a couple different cliques of different types of wrestling people, and they always claim that WWE crowds are never noisy and they got to make the chant seem loud on TV. <laughs> oh, no. If you can see, Aaron, the videos that he that he took – even the video, because I watched to see if I could see them, you know, but of, of course everybody had a yellow sign, so it was hard to see them. <laughs> yeah, that was the most popular color that day. I, I got a 65 and I was standing at my TV, pausing it whenever it went to the crowd, trying to find the Dina Joe podcast sign. I just couldn't see it anywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, his video, from watching it on TV and seeing the videos that they recorded, I was like, oh my gosh, you can even see it's just the expressions and everything is just crazy it was just crazy yeah a whole different experience yeah that's when they played the rocks theme song the whole place just went just went absolutely nuts well see you thought it looked like they went nuts when pat mcavee showed up and i sent a message to your mom i said he's gonna love that because that's just like one of his favorite people and then the rock showed up and it was even louder i, I don't even know how it could have gotten any louder than when pat mcavee showed up yeah because i like watching it pat mcavee's uh, sports talk show now that's on espn now yeah he's got a dad bod yeah. <laughs> I'm like that's him. <laughs> I hope he's not going to fight anybody. <laughs> well, he he did, definitely didn't look as trim as he did his uh, last uh, ring ring appearance a few months back. <laughs> oh, he looks better, McAfee, huh? You mean? Yeah, Pat McAfee. Yeah. Well, he's he's a dad now. Oh, okay, fits perfectly then. <laughs> yeah, little, him and his wife had a baby girl earlier this year, I think. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. So he's been taking care of the baby instead yep. of working out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's still I was in laughing. Shape, though. I've never seen I him seen so. him before, so I had no idea who he was. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this experience for me was just it was unbelievable. Like like everything I've seen on TV now like got to see it in person. I mean, Every, even leading up to the thing when we were waiting for it to start, everybody was doing like a Ric Flair impression as well. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, that. And every, I was hearing a lot of those. I saw some people wearing Rey Mysterio masks, masks on their head, like on, on their faces and that kind of stuff. We won't talk about the guy standing in line in front of you. What was his shoes all covered in? <laughs> Well, so, and most of these fans, some of these fans even brought like their replica, like replica belts. championship belts. Like even one of them had like three with them. Like one was around their waist and one was on each shoulder. Well, here's a question for you again. Uh, besides the Pat McAfee rock segment in the beginning, what was your favorite match of the night? Like what was your favorite segment? Um, I would say it was LA Knight and The Miz. Yeah? Yeah. That... Now, the crowd was lit up for that one too or? Yeah, pretty much after because I was happy that LA Knight won because to be honest, I feel like the Miz just complains too much. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a male Karen, whatever you call that these days. So in general, if they come back to uh, Colorado again, are you gonna try to get into go to another show or 
Well, if they do like a Monday Night Raw show, maybe, but SmackDown for sure. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Fun. Yeah, depending yeah. on where they're doing it at, though. We'll talk about some of the matches that you saw that night, Aaron. So, of course, it was the first one was between Mom's favorite, Finn Balor, and AJ Styles. And Mr. Won. Abs. He won. Yeah, Finn Balor won. And during that match, like, I didn't see it at first. Uh, Jimmy Uso ran out and tried to, he, like, sabotaged it to. Make... So that he could win at the last minute. Yeah. 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 So I didn't see you know... J- Jimmy Uso run out because, like, my dad. My dad said, like, who's that running out there? And I was like, what? Yeah, anytime it's got anything to do with the Judgment Day, you always got to expect somebody to run out. But having Jimmy Uso coming out for him, that was kind of a a little bit off because they hadn't been getting along for the longest time, and now they sort of are. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, they're trying to recruit Jimmy Uso into the Judgment Day. Gotcha. Now, BP said next year's SmackDown is going to be on the USA. I heard that too because of the new rights deal. So, so maybe you don't have to pay to SmackDown s- on the same network. Oh, instead. Oh, okay. So they they were on Peacock before or what? No, Raw was is always on USA Network, and then SmackDown was always on Fox. Oh, Fox. Okay. So now both will be on the same network. Okay. Yeah, yeah and, and they got to try to figure in where they're going to shuffle in the Tuesday night NXT show. Yeah, it's uh, it's supposed to start October 2024 over on uh, the uh, the other network, yeah. Fox? No, that's when they're done. Done with Fox in October 2024 and going to uh, NBC. Oh, gotcha. They're actually, uh, the Raw, the last few weeks has been the number one show in the time slot for demographics ages 18 to 49, which is quite good that wrestling's picking back up again. Raw sucks. Raw is sucking bad and the show's not that good, but Friday Night Smackdown's always, as far as I'm concerned, been better than Raw, and they're uh, kicking their butts in the ratings too. Yeah. Oh, I bet. And then NBC is doing like that thing now with Big Ten football now on Saturday nights, and I'm honestly enjoying it. Well, did, did did you see all the the belts? The WWE put out a belt for like every NFL football team, eh? I saw that too. They're kind of cool looking. I mean, yeah, for sure. I I can imagine maybe getting myself a Broncos one and have it just sitting on my desk or something. And then also in WWE news yesterday, there was a mass layoff. Oh, we we lost Dolph Ziggler, Shelton Benjamin, Elias, Mustafa Ali. Emma, Madcap Moss, Aaliyah, Top Dollar, Rick Boogs, Dabakato, Bryson Montana, Shaky, Mace, Monsoor, Quincy Miller, and Dana Brooke. They are all Dang. were let go from all let go from the company yesterday. Jeez. Oh man. That's gotta suck. Now, and they let they let go of a hundred people in the office too because of the uh, merger, and they got that new company TKO because they're with uh, MMA now. Um, oh yeah, the uh, UFC, right? Man, that's yeah. Nice. Being laid off does suck. <clears throat> yeah, now, for sure, especially for those guys. Like Shelton Benjamin's been with the company for twenty years, and same as Dolph Ziggler. Like those I, two I were the big shockers for everybody. Dolph guy, I've heard his name before. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, he's a three-time heavyweight champion, a couple-time Intercontinental champion. He's a Money in the Bank winner. He's a three-time tag team champion. Everybody's totally shocked because for many years there, a few years back, he 
he was like one of the stables of the company. Yeah. Sigler. I like that name. Now, um, can they go to one of the other ones? Like As of December 20th, because they get what's called a 90-day non-compete. And they're not allowed to work for any other company for 90 days, well, which is really technically, <laughs> yeah, but see, here's the thing that a lot of people don't know, but I know because I know people that know things. Okay. That 90 day no compete clause is total bullshit, uh, bull, bull crap. Yeah. They can go to another company and wrestle, but WWE is paying them for 90 days not to do so. And if they do choose to go to a different company, all that that means is they lose their free money, their money. from WWE for 90 days. God, and nobody God. ever wants to give up their free money, so they don't normally do it. The only person who's done it in the last few years was uh, Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson, whatever version oh, of his man. name you want to call him. He didn't care about the no compete. He just wanted to go get on AEW. So as soon as he was gone from WWE, he went right, right on TV like two weeks later with AEW because he just said, I don't care about the money. I just want to get wrestling. That's the Bella girls. One of the Bella girls is married to him. Yep. Got okay. Right guy. Um, oh, okay. So that makes complete sense. So they don't, just don't want to, it's the, it's a money. They were given money. They're not just saying you can't. Yeah. Pay. Yeah. Okay. The NXT guys though, their non-compete clause is only for 30 days, but the full main roster people is 90 days. Gotcha. All right. And hmm. six of those people of that list I just read were NXT people. So, yeah. For wow. me, the biggest loss was Aaliyah. She was, uh, she came on the scene. She was there. She shone bright for a while, got injured, and has been gone ever since. And she never got to come back, unfortunately. But lucky for me, she only lives an hour away. And I've actually seen her live a few times at my indies before she went to WWE. So mm -hmm. I'll hopefully get to see her wrestle live again because she's entertaining as heck. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll have to look her up. The name sounds familiar, but I don't know. I'd have to look her up. Yeah, she started wrestling on the main roster, and then she set the world record for the fastest wrestling match in history at 3.17 seconds. So she was wearing these shirts that said 3.317 on them. Uh -huh. So she's actually in the Guinness Book of World Records for the world's fastest wrestling match, and it was against uh, Natalia. Oh, wow. I'm surprised, like, if you go to, like, any of those Guinness Book of World Records museums, you don't, like, see that as, like, a plaque in their museum or something. Yeah, you would think it would be because Natalia actually, she's got six records in the Guinness Book of World Records. I can't list them all right now, but it has something to do with title reigns and most um, matches ever wrestled by a female wrestler and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Natalia, she's one of my favorites. I like her. I know this is not sports related, but I know Alex Trebek holds a Guinness World Record for like most. Like the most episodes he's hosted, like in syndication, because of that whole Jeopardy thing. Yeah, most uh -huh. consecutive TV show appearance or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. It's like very specific. Mm hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny though. Yeah, one of my cats is meowing. <laughs> she wants some love. Oh, <laughs> cute. He's got a bunch of little kitties, Aaron. <laughs> mm. All right. Yeah, so we're down. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Down, down to six kittens and three adults. Oh, okay. Oh, they're so cute. So, um, what else? Um, the uh, so, the WWE did you see? 
I saw <laughs> Rey Mysterio and his uh, group LWO. Yeah, he was here signing autographs beforehand. Yeah, uh, now, did they win? Wireless place. Yeah. Did he win? No, uh, Rey Mysterio didn't compete in a match. Uh, some of oh. his guys from LWO did in a tag team match against the Street Profits. Okay. And the Street Profits won. Yeah, I remember and that. Honestly, one. I like the LWO because it's kind of like a little. Because with Rey Mysterio and it's kind of like a little family and stuff, and they re- respect and love each other. Well, a lot of them kind of act like that. Even those, even the bad guys act like a family, right? <laughs> or something, something like that. Like but, they're a family too. So yeah, uh, they even like the bloodline, you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but talking I'm, about just, I'm just saying, family. like the LWO, like they respect each other and they love each other and and all that kind of stuff. And it's like a good fam, a good family values, right? Yeah, good family values. Yeah. <laughs> Although at the the next pay per view, Rey Mysterio is going to be facing one of his LWO brothers. I can't remember the guy's name off the top of my head, but before the tag team match, they had a whole thing talking there, and the one guy challenged Rey Mysterio for uh, an American Championship uh, was, title match was, at the next uh, pay per view. It was a uh, Santos Escobar. Yeah, yeah, that's his name, Santos Escobar. So the yeah. at the next pay per view, there's going to be Santos Escobar versus Rey Mysterio. Even though they're both LWO, they just care and respect each other enough. Yeah, which I love because I know because like whoever wins, they're just going to care and respect for one another. Absolutely, and it's going to be yeah, a good match too because those guys both wrestle lucha style when they get together because they had a match before and it was just amazing. When you get two guys that vibe with each other, it's just like oh wow, it's just a great match. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that'll be good. I th- I remember seeing what you're talking about. I remember the guy coming out. He was in regular clothes. He wasn't dressed as a wrestler, and he was talking to yeah, him. Yeah, he like, was, like, dressed in a suit and, like, nice yeah, shoes. Yeah, yeah pretty and much. he was telling him, I want to fight you or wrestle you. I remember. Yeah, like, I want to challenge <laughs> you and stuff Yeah, like he's like, why, why? And I'm like, come on. <laughs> so, yeah, I remember. <laughs> and so then... Oh of course, LA Knight beat the Miz. That was the next match. Yeah, I don't know. He just, I don't know. He just. Yeah. <laughs> I know you don't like the Miz, but he just bugs me. I don't know something about him just bugs me. Anyway, go ahead, Aaron. <laughs> and then lastly, uh, Asuka beat Bailey in a match. Now, was that the only girls that you saw? Uh, no, Echo th- Sky wasn't that Echo Sky girl there too, or yeah, Zelina Vega. Zelina Vega was there in the LWO segment because oh, she's yeah. in the LWO yeah. as well. She compete like before the show even started. There was like a tag team match even beforehand, and she was competing in a tag team match against two others. Okay. Oh yeah, see that's the thing yeah. you get. You get to get lucky by seeing stuff like that. They call them dark matches when they're on before the actual TV show starts. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah, Lewis was saying, yeah, there's some match going on right now. And I'm like, what? There's nothing on TV. He goes, no, it's before everything else. It's something. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. What they usually... What they usually do with a dark match is they'll take, like, if it's a tag team match, they'll take two popular wrestlers, and then the two wrestlers they're wrestling against are people that are supposed to be up-and-comers. So they see how they work in, like, the actual TV setting and stuff like that because you got to look a certain way to face the hard cam and everything and know what you're doing and look smooth on TV. And then if you do really good on your dark match, a lot of times you will end up on TV within the next few months. Oh, nice. Yeah. There you go. 
But yeah, so in ready. the end, it was an amazing experience. I got a uh, Bloodline hat, baseball cap that I've been wearing the last few couple days. Oh, you didn't even show me that. I have you have to show me. You didn't see um, that. I have an LA Knight shirt that I turned into a tank oh, yeah, by cutting the sleeves off. Oh jeez. Oh, <laughs> oh I no. A collectible <laughs> WWE cup, which I think I showed you. Yes, it has, I like, all the cool. old school like WWE logos on it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, all all in all, it was an amazing experience. Yeah, it was. It, there was. I know we. They the guys got you a shirt too, and they said it, the lines were. in he thought if he waited a little bit that the lines would go down. They just never went down. They're just they. The fans yeah, never we just stopped wait until the end of the night just to be able to get something. <laughs> yeah, but the lines were uh, still huge. My area just—it's a bummer because I can't go see like Raw or SmackDown or anything like that because it's like a two and a half hour drive away. And just with my life and the kids and you know all this stuff, it's just—it's a little too much. Right. The last time, I, the last time I seen a WWE live event was in 1989 because they went to this place called Cops Coliseum in Hamilton, Ontario, and I seen like Randy Macho Man Savage and stuff back in the days. Oh man, that must have been but, good. Oh, it was awesome. I was I, I was twelve or thirteen or whatever at the time, and it was just I loved it. Uh, wearing my Hulkamania shirt, Hulk wasn't there though. Randy Macho Man Savage was facing this guy named Bad News Brown in the main event. You know, steel cage match. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I bet that was fun. What an experience! Yeah, like I said, you could hear the the noise and how. I mean, you, all of your senses are being like, ah, so it's so much different than anything else. So whatever those people are saying that they have to pipe in the crowd noise, they're full of crap because I could hear it over the phone. It was loud. Yeah. It was yeah. Mm -hmm. It looked loud. It, even through the TV, it projected it very well. And the, the ratings for that show is like the highest ratings that SmackDown's had in years. It was a, a really big episode, especially considering as soon as The Rock showed up, everybody turned their TVs on. They're like, what? The Rock's there? Yeah. So Crazy. Uh, all right, guys. That's awesome. Thank you, Aaron. You're welcome. That's all the sports I got for you this week. And I can't wait to bring you some more next week. Yeah, that'll be great. Yeah. Thank Thanks for having me up. Have a great Thank weekend. You. Later, Thank Ada. You guys. Thanks, Aaron. Love you, buddy. That was great. And thank you so much, um, Bam Bam Chief, for coming in and uh giving us your WWE knowledge um, because I you have a lot, a lot that we can learn from. All right. So we have alternative house party today. Um, there's a couple of songs that I added at the last minute um, for requests. So they're not going to have any information about the songs. It's just going to be the songs. Um, and that is going to be with the first one that I'm going to start off with um, is fat boy slim and it's sunset or bird of prey here it is bird of prey. Bird of prey. and later on some of these songs throughout the list are newer and some of them are older hi Joel, how are you r-c-m-r-a-n-u-g-w-t welcome In the summer 
Hope you're well, chill well. Now, I've never heard this one by them before. song fits perfectly with the list today. It's also National Ice Cream Cone Day, guys, so go get some ice cream today. What's your favorite ice cream, Mike? is a coffee chip or mint chocolate chip but i do like coffee ice cream with dark chocolate in it mm, yummy tiger tail that's an ice cream Rocky Road or Cookies and Cream. Out of those two, I would definitely take the Rocky Road. So I'm a little cuckoo. <laughs> Orange with black licorice in it. Mm, that's interesting. Cookies and cream with crushed Oreos on top, Hershey syrup and caramel syrup, sprinkles with cinnamon. Holy heck, Mike! <laughs> That's a Sunday. That for sure, for sure. All right, that is Bird of Prey, Sunset Bird of Prey by Fat Boy Slim off the um, CD album of Halfway Between the Gutter and the Stars. All right, so whew, we're going to um, have Take Me Out by Franz Ferdinand, but it is a remix. Um, Caprizo watched the 2001 war film Enemy at the Gates the night before the idea emerged for Take Me Out. The gene, um, the, the person who directed the movie, let's just 
start there, um, served as inspiration for the song. It is set during the Second World War around the siege of Stalingrad. Um, one of the themes of the film is that standoff between two snipers. He explains in a song exploration podcast. Um, Jude Law is the Soviet sniper and Ed Harris is the evil Nazi. They are both kind of tucked away, hidden from each other, waiting for the other to make a move and expose themselves. Because as soon as the other one makes a move, the other one now knows where they are and will take them out. Um, the next day, while mucking about, he said he came up with what would eventually become Take Me Out. So here is, this isn't the original, this is um, a Daft Punk remix of Franz Ferdinand's Take Me Out. about the staticky part of it. <laughs> well, that is Take Me Out, the remix, Daft Punk remix of fans for their man's um, Take Me Out. We're going to move on. Um, now, this is, I guess, a new song, Sophie um, 
Tucker, and it's S-O-F-I-T-U-K-K-E-R, Summer in New York is the song. Um, Summer in New York by Sophie Tucker captures the essence and vibrancy of experiencing the summer in New York City. The lyrics depict a carefree and spontaneous adventure through the city streets, capturing the unique energy and diverse characters that New York has to offer. I've never been, but I've heard. The narrator sets the scene, expressing their lack of a specific destination um, and their leisurely pace. Um, they mentioned walking down Second Avenue, potentially making a stop at a tattoo parlor, showcasing the idea of embracing the city's ever-changing nature and embracing new experiences. So here is Sophie Tucker with Summer in New York. I've got no destination and I'm sipping on my tea I've got all day long just to walk down the street I start on second avenue Making my way downtown to you Maybe I'll make a stop at Bang Bang Get myself a new tattoo Then I found me a secret garden And I sit down with my book But I'm not planning In the beginning where that da 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 Da, da, da. What song is that from? I'm surprised it didn't say. I don't Thank you. I, I'm looking for it. And all they keep showing me are the lyrics. I, I'm like, where is that from? Who did she sample? <laughs> there it is. It's written without Tom's Diner. Thank you, BP. I would have never guessed Tom's diner, but thank you so much. That is Sophie Tucker, Summer in New York, off the album Wet Tennis, 2022. <clears throat> All right, we're going to move on to the next song, and it is Why Can't You Wait? And it's the Chainsmokers and Bob Moses. Um, that was in 2022. Why Can't You Wait um, explores the frustration and confusion that arises in a relationship where one person is eager for commitment and the other is hesitant or unsure about the future. This song um, delves into the desire for patience and understanding, questioning why the other person can't wait and give the relationship a chance to develop. Um, the lyrics reveal a plea from, uh, let's see, that's all the same stuff. Nothing new there. All right, here is the Chainsmokers and Bob Moses with Why Can't You Wait? Stay strong, carry on with 
she runs and fall away. If you were so <laughs> Thank you, BP. Smokers um, and Bob Moses with Why Can't You Wait off the album So Far So Good 2022. Now, um, BP, being the awesome person that he is, sent me, um, and it's Susan Vega. I now totally you now remember Tom's Diner. Let's see if we have any ads. Uh song susan vega tom's diner thank you bp you're awesome always comes through there all right the next song um that i have is safe and sound it's a remix of the capital cities um with rubik and q t n t have no idea who they are i know who capital cities are but i don't know who rubik and q n t T and T Q and T and T is 
but regarding this tracks meeting um <clears throat> it seems like every generation feels like it's living in the worst times and of course there are horrible things happening but the average person is better off now than he was or she was 50 years ago in some ways safety and sound is an antidote to the human tendency to think in apocalyptic terms and not really look at the logic of the world around us things are getting better and there's a lot to be positive about so here's capital cities remake remix with rubik and q t and t safe and sound i can lift you up Thank you, BP. album cover there's this huge blimp and it's funny Aaron and I were just talking about he saw something with a blimp and I'm like yeah when I was growing up these blimps were like a thing like they would always be over the sport you know football events or whatever a blimp would always the Goodyear blimp would come by and sometimes they would let like only a certain amount of people could be up in it because of weight or whatever but whatever happened to the blimps Do you guys remember the blimps I don't know. Are they coming back? Hi, Dexter. Welcome. Oh, well, happy birthday, Dexter. Thank you, Shelby. Dexterior Victor. That was fast. Now the next one's going to come on. Dex, Dex, um, Dexterity uh, uh, got me distracted. <laughs> you distracted me. All right. So the next song I have, that was um, 
capital cities, Rubik and QTNT with their remix of Safe and Sound. Um, the next remix I have is Sober Up by AGR, and it's a Steve Ak. I always get this guy's last name, Akui. Akui. He's a DJ. Um, it's his remix. Um, the original version of this song features Riv River Como. The collaboration came about after Weezer's frontman started communicate communications with the New York trio of brothers via media. Um, AGR's Ryan Met added Weezer redefined the rock star, what rock star was. River took sober and elevated it. When we were making it, we didn't think that this was going to be a pop, rock, or alternative. We wanted to make something we would want to listen to. Forget about the restrictions. AJR explained the song's meaning. Sober Up is about the first crush elementary school before you knew what love was and reminiscing, questioning if you could ever get back to that simplicity in an emotion. So here is a Steve... Uh, Oki and AJR's Sober Up. Hello, hello. I'm not where I'm supposed to be. I hope that you're missing me. Because it makes me feel young. <gasps> yes, I'll follow you right now. Why, are you trying to get to 239? 30? There you go. Are you following me? You better follow me. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. 
All right. So that is um, AJR, Studio Keys, Sober Up. Remix. Um, we're going to move on. Uh, the next one is just an oldie but a goodie. It's Team by Lord. Um, let's see. Lord told, uh, said in an interview that there are two lines in the song that are particularly important to her. She said one of them was, we live in cities you'll never see on screens because I like in, she says, because like in Auckland, which is definitely not New York. It just felt important to me to be speaking for the majority, minority, excuse me, coming from a small um, city, somewhere that feels unimportant. You just want to be get out of there. Your whole teenage life, the other line is, I'm kind of over getting told to throw my hands up in the air because there's been so much of that in pop music. And I'm like, this is the stupidest thing. Being told to put your hands up in the air, that's the last thing I want to do, <laughs> okay? I just want to be more realistic. And if I don't, that's relating to young people in general or just people who listen to pop. Well, here we go. Here's Lord with Team. Wait till you're announced We've not yet lost all our graces The hands will stay in chains Look upon your greatness as you'll send the call out 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 send Call the ladies out there in their finery A hundred jewels on fence, a hundred jewels between teeth Now bring my boys Hi Ralph, how are you? Like Hi Rod We love like a brother, body goes through the room Dancing around the lights we tap Dancing around big eyes as well oh. Even the cold they don't dance Hi, Mr. Pete. Great times. Hi. is Lord with team off the album pure heroin in 2013 all right we're going to move on to um fits in the tantrums remake um out of my league um it is a remake by pinging duck pinking duck 
um, and fits in the tantrum. This song became the group's first number one hit on the Billboard Alternative Song Charts and made history by completing the slowest climb to the summit of the chart at 33 weeks, surpassing the 32-week track of Neon Tree's Animal in 2010. An alternative rendition of Out of My League um, version was also released for French slash Canadian radio. This version has most of the verses sung in French while the chorus remains in English. Well, we're not going to play that one. We're going to play this one. Here's Fritz and the Tandrums with Pinking Duck remix of Out of My League. <clears throat> Hi, Timothy. Credits. Dexter, and now you're Dexter too? That's the Fits and the Tantrums and Ping Ping Duck remix of Out of My League off the album More Than Just a Dream 2013. All right, we had another remix coming up. I have a song that I really like. Um, Sit Next to Me by Foster the People. Um, it says it's just Stereotypes remix. Um, the song Sit Next to Me by Foster the People is about desiring a connection with someone and wanting to be just be close without pressure or expectations. In the verses, the narrator is tempted by the idea of being near the person they care about, but they are being cautious as they've been hurt before. In the chorus, the narrator is asking the person to come and sit next to them in an effort to create a moment of calm and connection. Huh. I didn't get that by hearing this song, but alrighty then, if you want to say that, here's Foster the People, Sit Next to Me Remix. Oh, nope, not that one. Nope, nope, nope. 
this one. Thank you, Ralph. You need a little sugar, honey. <laughs> that is right. Kiss was for 86 Bantula. Sorry. That's only for her. I like that one. Foster the people. Sit next to me. Stereotype remix. Um, this next one is a new one. I didn't hear of these people before. It's called uh, Fatogram, Fantogram. The song is Blackout Days. Um, actually, it's not new. It's old. It's, well, 2013. Blackout Days by Fantogram is a song about the feeling of being overwhelmed and retreating from the outside world. The lyrics suggest that the narrator is trying to shut out the voices and masks that others are presenting in order to preserve the peace of mind. The chorus is repeated throughout the song to emphasize that this idea of having to stay away from external pressures of life. So here is Fantogram with Blackout Days. <laughs> you tell I'm 86, love. Has anybody ever heard of this man before? A thousand voices have 
Hi, Jimmy. Hope you're feeling better. Yeah, me either. That is Blackout Days by Fantogram. Yeah, we're gonna move on to one you might have heard before. Um, what you know by Two Doors Cinema. Somebody's trying to get a hold of me. Um, let's see. Um, this is the fifth single from the Northern Ireland alternative rock group Two Doors Cinema Club um, debut album. The song was written about touring, the lifestyle that we lead, and the people that we leave behind through the fragility of our business and that we're in. It's so fickle, um, you don't know where you're going to be in the next few years' time. So here is Two Doors Cinnamon Club, cin not cinnamon, cinema club with what you know. this one a little short because I promised I'm going to play this next song for my friend. That was Two Door Cinnamon. I keep saying Cinnamon. Cinema Club with what you um, what you know. I told my friend I was going to play this one. Moby with Southside. Um, I don't have any information on it, but that it's just a great song and we're going to listen to it and have fun. So Southside by Moby. And Gwen. I might be <laughs> thinking cinnamon, nothing pumpkin though. I see myself in the 
for you bam bam all right guys that was the alternative dance um list for today gosh i can't believe it's already friday and i think it's fall y'all is it fall y'all even though we all agree that we don't like pumpkin uh, <laughs> pumpkin creamer and stuff like that yeah i know i don't get into that i'm not like that one of the what are they what are they psl pumpkin spice lattes no nah. Mm -mm. nope i'll pass i will pass um all right thank you guys so much for being here i appreciate you so very much and this is probably going to be super loud let's see mm, maybe not <laughs> <laughs>
That's how I always leave you guys. Be the reason someone smiles today. Let your smile change the world, but don't let the world change your smile. Remember what I was talking about earlier and triggers and what triggers you and try to step back when you're being triggered and look at look back and think, huh, this person who's really pissing me off right now is just a messenger on something that I need to get out of my life and deal with so that I don't have this trigger anymore. Um, that is because I love you guys and I appreciate you so, so very much. Um, and I truly mean that. So have a great rest of your Friday. Be safe out there and watch your back because like I said, the world has gone mad, crazy. Um, and I will be back here on Monday. So see you then. Bye. Jimmy, Dexter, 86 Dad Love, Bam Bam, GP, you're the cat, the cat. Have a great day, you guys.